Hey friend, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time for yourself today and for taking the time to listen to me. I'm super, super grateful. Today we're talking about managing stress. And yes, I'm going to cover like the basics in the beginning as in like, okay, meditate, breathe, journal, yada, yada. But then after that, I'm going to dive into things that you might not think about that will manage stress, like how to deal with people, for example. So if that's something that you're battling with right now, stay tuned, um, take your notebook out, and please, 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 I would really love it if you could take a screenshot of the episode and share with me your biggest takeaway so that I know um, that what I'm putting out here works for you and helps you and brings you further ahead in life. So yeah, let's get started. So, welcome to another episode of the Insta Universe podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about stress because I hate stress and I've experienced a lot of stress in my life and I am no longer open to experiencing this dreadful emotion, as I call it. Um, Yeah, and it's about stress in everyday situations, but mostly it's related to work and business. And stress is my least favorite state ever. Like, I can handle fear. I can handle rejection. I can handle sadness. I can handle anger. I can, like, handle all of those emotions. But stress, for some reason, always leaves me in this, like, freeze response, right? You know how there are like three responses to things? I don't know exactly, but it's like scientifically proven, right? Where um, there's like fight, flight, or freeze. And I am always freeze when it comes to stress. Again, all the other emotions like fear and stuff, I can I can totally handle and I'm totally like fight. But stress, I just freeze up and don't do anything. And the inspiration for this podcast came actually from one of my journal uh, entries from a while back. I was reading my old journal and I found this entry from, I think it was like seven or eight months ago, where um, there was a really stressful situation at my new job and I didn't really know how to handle that. And I literally journaled for like a day straight and I read what I wrote and it was just really scary because I was so frozen up, I couldn't do my work at all. Like I was... I was journaling the whole day. I couldn't perform any of my my tasks. I couldn't perform any of my work. So that's quite a scary situation. That stress um, causes this like pause or something. Like I, you just can't perform. And not a lot of things um, induce stress for me because I'm not like a very emotional person where daily situations cause stress. But there are some types of things where For example, I find myself in a new situation, like my new job, and I don't really have all of the skills necessary to solve the problem, I get a little bit stressed out because it's new for me and new situations are a bit stressful. And um, it just, it kind of comes from a place of insecurity, I guess. When I'm insecure, I don't know what to do. Then that causes stress. And then, yeah, I just freeze up, like I said, and nothing comes from me and I can't even do my own job. So yeah, that, that journal entry was really inspiring. I was like, okay, there are more people with stress. I know 
that you at one point in your life experienced stress. Everyone has, whether that's, you know, in relationships or work, um, maybe family life, whatever. Stress is, is here in life and it's part of our life and that's fine. But I feel like we need to have a way to deal with it so that it becomes a healthy way and you don't like freeze up, right? So some healthy ways of dealing with stress are obviously breathing, right? Taking a moment to just catch your breath, um, breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth, and just take a minute to connect with your body, kind of practice mindfulness, right? I know that um, I worked with a coach before, she was a mindfulness coach, and she taught me this trick. Um, she said that you really have to pay attention to all the physical sensations in your body at that time. So if you're, um, if you have a sweater on, for example, and it's a little bit prickly, you can kind of pay attention to that on your arms, for example, or uh, maybe your shoes are too tight. You know, you got to bring yourself back to that physical sensation, to the sun on your face, to the wind in your hair, to the sound that surrounds you at the moment, just taking all of the physical sensations in one by one is a great way to come back to earth, basically, and to kind of come back into your body. Um, I think that's something that you can practice like in the moment itself, but then long-term uh, ways of beating stress, for me at least, what works is journaling a lot because I can share my thoughts with myself, then I know what's going on in my mind. Um, over a period of time, if you've been journaling for a long time, you can also see like certain patterns in your life, certain situations that come and go where you're like, okay, wait a minute, if I encounter X, Y, and Z, I will respond A, B, and C. And so what can I do to change that dynamic? What can I do to change that pattern for myself? Um, another thing that I do daily, or at least four times a week is meditation. I meditate four times a week. Again, this is not like a stress release for the moment, but if you do this for a long period of time, you'll notice that your brain can shut itself off for just a little bit. And I, I feel personally, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when I meditate a lot, I tend to see life as like a stage, right? As like a theater production. I tend to be able to kind of take a step back and just view life as this play that plays out and people are characters and I can also kind of check myself out. Like, okay, I am experiencing life right now. I'm seeing a lot of things. I'm hearing a lot of things. I'm seeing people talk and et cetera, et cetera. And now I can go home and I can um, relax, unwind and disconnect from that stage of life. I guess. I don't know if that's anything that you've experienced as well, but meditation, it's, it's just been proven to be very, um, I don't want to say relaxing because that's the wrong word. It's proven to be so beneficial for your mental health and for your mental state. I can't really explain it myself because I'm not like a meditation scientist or anything, but I've just noticed that when I meditate a lot, I'm able to disconnect a little bit more and have this like helicopter view and evaluate situations um, more rationally and with more distance so that I don't have this like emotional response to something in the moment. And that again reduces stress, at least for me. Um, obviously exercise is a great way to reduce stress. I'm not going to like um, repeat all of the, the 
well-known ways to fight stress, but I can't, I can't not leave exercise out. It's so important. And just having a way to, to release energy, right? To have, you have all this energy pent up in your body and to just be able to release that in a physical way. Oh, it's so, it's so relaxing. It can be so nice. And whether that's like going out for a run, whether it's like punching a boxing bag, whether it's yoga, yo oh gosh, yoga is so, is so good. But just having a physical way of releasing energy in your body, super, super important. And then I want to talk about like sharing your emotions or sharing that stressful state with other people. I don't generally do this. I'm not much of a sharer. It's not like when I feel stressed, I'm going to call a friend or anything. Um, I do call my mom a lot because like, mom, why is this happening? I'm so annoyed, you know, um, but I know that sharing your emotional state, sharing your thoughts with others, um, hearing them reassure you that things are going to be okay, um, stuff like that, sharing your stuff regularly with friends, for example, just having like weekly, daily, monthly check-ins with them to see how everyone's doing. I mean, that can be such a beneficial thing for you and to release your stress and to release your thoughts like I I do journaling because I like sharing those thoughts with myself but I know that sharing those thoughts with others can be super super helpful as well now this is great when you are experiencing stress but I would much rather just avoid stress in my life if I could I would much rather um, reduce the stress beforehand. I know you can't avoid stress all the time. Um, there are certain situations that, you know, just have, you have this like response, you know. Um, I do think that if you practice spirituality, you will be able to, um, you know, respond to situations differently because you are more aware of yourself. You're more aware of you yourself as a being and your soul and, you know, what's good for you. So I think that if you practice that, every single day you will get better at responding to stressful situations uh, but you know what I would just rather just not have them at all period it's not realistic I know that but I will try and I have a few tricks that I use um, that do actually reduce stress and I'm going to share with you right now I've talked about this so many times on my podcast and on my channel but Managing expectations is so, so important. And it's advice that has been given to me by one of the best managers I've ever had in my life. He always said, manage expectations. And at the time, I had no idea what this man was talking about. I was like 26. I was just nodding my head. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, but the older I'm getting, the more I work with other people, the more I have my own business, the longer I have my own business the more I understand what he meant by that. And it's really, really beautiful. So first, you have to manage your own expectations. Let's start with yourself. Manage your own expectations of yourself and of certain situations. Knowing yourself really well, knowing how you respond to certain situations, having that insight through journaling, through talking with others, will let you know how you can re respond in the future, right? Having that self-awareness, having that sense of self-awareness, knowing 
how you respond is going to help you so much in life. Now, I had career coaching a few years already. It's been years. Yeah, a few years ago. And um, she introduced me to MBTI, so the Myers-Briggs, like cognitive functions. And I highly suggest you just take it for yourself, My, maybe as a joke or something, maybe as just you know, a fun way or an entertaining way to pass the time. But it's, it, it's me, at least, it gave me so much insight into my own personality and into my own preferences in life that allowed me to kind of categorize feelings and categorize situations so, so that I could respond differently. So if you have never tried the MBTI, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, I myself am an INTJ. Um, I'm introverted, intuitive, I am rational, I think a lot, and I am judging, not as in like judgmental, but as in like, I like to plan ahead. <laughs> yeah, if you know me, then you know that I, I really, I fit this profile quite well. Another really great tool is the Enneagram. If you've never taken that, it's like nine personality types. Um, it's quite complicated and I don't really know how to explain it, but it's another personality test that will show you how you function, what your preferences are, right? It's, it's about your preferences. It's not about who you are. It's not like a blueprint of your life, but it's more of like, okay, so you are introverted. Right? That means that you need alone time to re-energize. You need alone time to fill up your cup. Whereas extroverted people, uh, they, get, they gain energy from being with other people. Right? They get really excited and it just, it, it just recharges their battery. I'm introverted, so I'd much rather charge my own battery. I need time to read, to think, to sit by myself, quiet, maybe with a bit of music. And after I've had that time, I am able to come back to work, energized, and um, yeah, and be my normal self, right? So it's that sense of self-awareness, knowing how you respond, knowing what how you tick, knowing how you work will allow you to um, be able to know how you are going to respond to certain situations. And if you know how you are going to respond to certain situations, it won't feel new to you and it will be so much less stressful. For example, how this has helped me. Um, I am a rational person, right? So I like to think logically, even about emotional problems. I like to think uh, logically. So if I encounter someone who is very emotional, who is crying or who is very upset, like I shut off, I completely, I'm like, I have no idea what, what, what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, do I give you a glass of water? Like, what what do I do, right? I'm not very good at, a, at that comforting. So I know that for myself. Um, other, my friends know that from me too, by the way. Um, yeah, and I've always told them like, you know, I'm not the type of friend that you come to when um, you are high in your emotions because I have like, I have no freaking clue what to do. All I can give you is like rational advice. I can solve your problem for you. I will definitely be there and listen. But in my mind, I am already trying to solve your problem. So I'm going to have like practical things as like, okay, your boyfriend broke up with you. Okay, great. I'm going to go to his house with a baseball bat and like just ruin his car, right? That's, that's, my, um, that's my rational thinking. I am not there to listen at that moment. 
I find it very, I personally find it very difficult to be there in that moment and just listen to your problem and say, it's going to be okay. You know, it's totally justified the way that you feel. Um, I'm, I'm sad for you. I know this hurts you. I'm sorry to hear that. I can, I know how to do that. It's just not my preference and it's not something that I would do naturally. Right. So this is something that you can talk about with other people. Like, listen, if if situation A, B and C is going to occur, um, just know that my way of responding to that is, is X, Y and Z. Right. So you're managing expectations. Boom. <laughs> but but start with yourself. Just start with knowing how you respond. That's number one. Um, knowing your strengths and weaknesses kind of ties in with that. If you know that you are really good at public speaking, you, you won't be so scared when you have to give a presentation. When you know that public speaking is not one of your best qualities, like me, then you need a little bit more preparation to reduce the stress and manage that expectation. Okay, listen, I know that I am not good at public speaking. Winging it is not an option because I know that I will experience lots of stress. So I need to take more time out of my day to prepare for this meeting. That means setting aside one or two hours to create a PowerPoint presentation, to practice in front of the mirror, to talk it over with someone else. I need that time. I manage my own expectation in that sense, like, okay, that's not what I'm good at. I need to do A, B, and C. That means I need to reschedule this or that so that I have time to really prepare. So, but I think that's that's quite a logical thing to do. Now, the next tip, oh, that's... This really saved my ass. This is such a golden nugget. <laughs> this also came from my career coach back in the day. Um, you need to understand your impact on others in order to manage your expectations. And this sounds really difficult, but it's not. And I'm going to explain it to you right now. This is, this is freaking, this is gold, right? Get out your pen and paper. If you know... <clears throat> that you are a quiet and relaxed introverted person like me, um, you can come across as to other people as laid back. And that in other people creates stress. So let's take um, the presentation example again. So, okay, what about, okay, what if um, I was really good at presenting and I really didn't need um, all of this preparation, but my partner and my group, a partner in my group, they do need a lot of preparation because they're not good at public speaking. So, you know, they need to get together, write about, you know, write out all the things, write out all the text, um, practice a couple of times, etc., etc. Right? If you are um, good at public speaking, you are not as stressed, you're quiet, you are relaxed, right? You just don't really feel like having to go to this meeting to practice this presentation 20 times because it's just not what you need. But just know that your um, your state of mind, right, that relaxed state of mind, you're not worrying at the moment, comes across to other people as um, laid back, not interested, not willing to work hard, um, not driven, not motivated to get the best result. You know, other people view you very differently than from what you <laughs> show the world, right? You have this vision of yourself because you're quite confident. You're like, well, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to be fine. Other people don't feel that way. 
Now, another example, let's say that, let's turn the roles around. Let's say that you are very hyped, like, oh my God, we have a project, I'm super excited, I wanna present, I'm gonna like, oh my God, we're gonna make this mega amazing presentation, like, I'm ready, I'm creating documents, I'm like, you know, doing the Google Drive, I am inviting everyone in my group to go and make this presentation. You're very hyped, right, you're very excited. And you feel excited, you're happy, that's your state of mind. But to other people, here we go again, that comes across maybe as like stressed, pushy, um, mo like scary almost, like okay, back off, like we just finished our <laughs> meeting, I don't need to have like a Google Drive invitation in my mailbox the second after. It could come across as really assertive, like, forward, maybe a little bit obtrusive, right? And I know that you mean well, you mean really well, because you're really excited, you're hyped up. But just know that your behavior by creating that Google Drive, you know, creating these documents and emailing everyone, you might come across as pushy and too assertive, or right, maybe a little bit aggressive, even, okay, so be aware of what you come across to as other people, even though you mean well, it doesn't. It doesn't matter how how good your intentions are. Your behavior says or means something else to someone else. If you're dealing with a, a very relaxed person, for example, someone who's very laid back, who's you know not worried at all, who's just you know completely zen inside, or maybe a little bit dead inside. I don't know. Um, and you are very hyped, and you know that. There's a, there is a discrepancy there. There is a mismatch in personality. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no right or wrong, but just be aware of that in day-to-day -day life. Notice it and know your position in this interaction. Know that if you want the other person to be excited too, that you need to change your behavior a little bit. You need to like, hit the brakes, right? Slow it down a little bit if you want the other person to be as excited as you are. It means changing your own behavior. If you want a different result from the other person, you need to change your own behavior. Now, this is going to be a whole different podcast if we, if we go into that, but it reduces stress if you, if you notice these patterns. It reduces stress if you know what impact you have on others. Because you won't get frustrated, right? If you're the hyped one and you're the excited one and you come across as assertive and you don't know that, you get really annoyed. You're like, why the hell is no one in my Google Drive document right now? Why is no one participating? Hello? Like, I'm super excited. What the, what the F? Where are you guys, right? It creates this frustration within you. It creates stress. Whereas if you know that you come across that way and you know that people react to you like that, you can be like, okay, They'll come around, you know, I'm just really excited. I'm just really into it. These other people will need, or these other people need some time to process, evaluate. They'll come back to me when they're ready and they're just as excited. It's not my problem. It's not my issue. This is just the way that our personalities, our um, spirits interact with each other. This is the way that our energies interact with each other. Just knowing that just knowing that and accepting that and being aware of that will really help you in the end, in the long run. And this is where communication plays a really big role. 
if you know that you are a certain way or you react a certain way to a certain situation, you have to communicate that with other people. Like my parents, they know how I function, so I don't need to explain it to them. But what about my colleagues? What if I'm the laid back one and I work with a lot of hyped people? Maybe I need to like start that conversation and say, hey guys, um, I appreciate all of you like getting down and dirty the minute we leave the meeting. If I don't respond to you, just know that it's nothing personal. I just need some time to reflect. I need some time to evaluate the meeting and let everything sink in before I can get really started. So just give me a moment, okay? Just give me a few minutes to grab a coffee, to let it all sink in, and I will get back to your Google Drive ASAP when I'm ready and I'm hyped. Just know that it's nothing personal. I am also very excited by these uh, for these projects. Um, I just, I just process it differently than you guys and I appreciate all that you do. I hope that you can appreciate my laid-back nature as well and I'm trying to do my best. I don't know, something like that. Communicating that is so effing powerful, right? Um, yeah, so let's just take a work example. If you know that um, when you're new at a job you get really insecure, <clears throat> excuse me, and you find it difficult to ask questions, for example, because you're shy maybe, or you feel like it's a failure if you have to ask questions. That's something that you can discuss with your boss, right? If you can say like, listen, if I am quiet and you don't hear from me for a day and my office door is closed, please check up on me. I am too afraid to speak up. I am, um, I'm stressed out. Um, can you please check up on me or just knock on my door? Let me know that you're there for me because that opens a conversation for me so that I can discuss my issues with you at that moment. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's really difficult. And I've I've had to do this a couple of times as well. They like, listen, this is the way that I respond, you know, just be sure that um I just want to let you know that, you know, it doesn't mean what you think it means. It just means that I'm processing things differently. Um yeah, you know, just, just communicate about that. Manage those expectations for yourself. Make sure that everyone in your surroundings know what you're like and how you tick and how you function. It, just, it saves you so much, so much stress, I guarantee you. Now, the other side to the story is managing expectations um, for others on the work floor, for example, right? Um, let's talk about... Um, deadlines, for example, deadlines. Um, you need to manage that expectation. If a, colleague's come, if a colleague comes to you and asks you, hey, listen, can you do this for me? And you, sure, of course, <laughs> I can always do that for you. I will have it to you by next Friday, right? That's a long, that's a long period. Today's Monday. So if I have it to you by next Friday, that means I have 10 work days to finish this for you, right? That sounds like a really long time, but I'd rather you take more time necessary than, you know, really rush to say, okay, I'm going to have it to you by Wednesday, right? It's a great thought. And of course you want to work hard for your colleague. Of course you want to get this done as well, but you and I both know that life has these like weird ways of effing up your whole schedule and you won't have it finished by Wednesday. We both know that. We both know it's not finished by Wednesday. So why not allow yourself that extra time and space 
to complete this project, no one asks you to finish it by Wednesday, unless they state so like explicitly, but no one, no one is asking you to rush that like sense of like rush is between your own ears. That's something that I've learned in business. Nothing in business is life or death, right? You are not a surgeon. You are not a doctor. You, there's nothing in business that's life or death. You are creating that stress for yourself because you think, you believe that if you are not finished on time, if you don't hand it in on time, you are a failure. Total bullshit. This is all in your head. And you need to allow yourself more time and more space to create beautiful things. If you want to do the work right, you'll have to take or you have to calculate some time in for reflection, for evaluating, for speaking it over with other people, for running it by some other colleague. You need to calculate in that time. And I'd much rather have you say, okay, listen, I have it by you by next Friday. Is that okay with you? Yes, all right. And then you finish, I don't know, next Wednesday. How beautiful is that? Right? You said Friday, it's Wednesday, and you have it finished, and your colleague will be so happy with you. They're like, oh my gosh, but you said Friday, it's Wednesday. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Right? That is creating that time and space for yourself. No one is going to call you out for taking. Two or, day, two or three days extra on a task. Literally, I've tested this. I have, I have put this to the test, like hand on my heart. I have said to people in the office, okay, I will have it to you um, next Friday. So two weeks, right? No one in their right mind said to me, what? You take two weeks to finish this? That's ridiculous. No one has ever said that to me. And no one will ever say that to you, right? Unless there is another deadline, right? I mean, that's a different story. But if there's, if someone asks you to do something and you just take a little extra time, no one is going to call you out on it. I promise, really. Um, now, what do you do when you notice that, okay, it's next Wednesday. I promised it was going to be finished next Friday. I know I'm not going to finish. You just know it, right? You have two options. You can cram and you can like work 24 seven so you do get it done by Friday or you can call this person and just say, listen, I am so sorry. I said next Friday to you, it is Wednesday now. I am noticing that I need a little more time to finish this assignment for you. I want to do it right. I wanna make sure that the work is done well. So I would like to propose a new deadline. Is it okay if I give it to you by next Wednesday, so a week from now. I have a little bit more time to um, get the maximum result. I'll have a little more time to make sure that what I'm giving you is perfect. Again, the other person is never going to say, well, you said Friday, so that means we're no longer work friends, right? No one is ever going to say that to you. I promise, really. It is all in your head. You need to be able to allow yourself that time and space. You need to be able to switch gears when you notice that things don't go as expected. And that's okay. It's not a failure. You did nothing wrong. Okay, maybe you managed your time a little bit, you know, inefficient. Maybe you shouldn't have gotten that, like, 30th cup of coffee with your BFF. But, no, like, no one's going to know this, really. So, you need to be able to switch those gears quickly 
and get over yourself. I know that admitting to yourself you're not going to be able to finish it by Wednesday feels like shit, right? It feels like total failure. Like, oh my God, I said I was going to finish by Friday. It's Wednesday. I didn't do anything. I feel ashamed. I feel bad. You know, yeah, all of those emotions are going to cross your mind. But there's nothing worse than sitting with them and working in stress than just, you know, just call this, call this other person and talk about it, really. No one's going to call you out. Now, the last thing that I want to give to you um, about managing expectations for others kind of has to do with yourself as well, um, but it's the other way around. You need to know how long you take to do certain tasks because then you can create a schedule that fits your needs. Let's say um, you have like a monthly, I don't know, budget meeting and you need to you know, create a PowerPoint to present to your boss and you need to have the latest numbers. If you know that it takes two hours to make that presentation, why are you stressing three days beforehand? If you know from yourself that you only take two hours to write this PowerPoint, to create it, to just, you know, assemble all of the numbers and financial stuff, etc., etc., why are you stressing? It's Monday. The presentation is on Thursday. Stop freaking stressing. If you know how long certain tasks take for you, if you know how long certain you know, work takes for you, it's so much easier to schedule that in. If you hate sending invoices, that's, that's me, I'm raising my hand, I hate invoicing. If you hate that, you know, you need to take a little bit more time to do that. Otherwise, you create stress for yourself. So, okay, I've noticed that when I do invoicing, it can take up to half a day because I need to check everything. I, I, like nine out of 10 times I get something wrong on them. It just creates stress, it's, it's annoying. I need half a day. So don't plan in anything else during that half a day. I know I need those four hours. I could do it quicker, absolutely. I should do it quicker, I know that. But I'm just gonna take four hours because four hours is what it takes for me to do it without stress. And I think that creates a lot of stress as well, right? Just not knowing yourself well enough. Again, we're going back to the first point, that self-awareness. You're stressed because you don't know your capabilities well enough. You're stressed because you don't know how long something will take because you've never done it before. You're stressed because of this fear, like, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't work? Yeah? So being self-aware and managing expectations for yourself and for others is really going to release stress, at least at work. Right? I mean, you can apply this to personal situations as well, especially with friends and family. Say, you know, listen, if, I, if you don't hear from me for a week, that doesn't mean that I don't like you. It just means that I'm busy at work or I'm having some type of issue that I don't want to talk about. Don't worry. I'm fine leave me be, I'll come back when I'm feeling better, right? Managing expectations is so, so important. And it will help you um, just deal with stress, deal with day-to-day -day life in general. Yeah, I think that's it. I have my notes here, but I think, I think that's it. So let me know if you 
are going to try any of these tips, if you have already tried any of these, and if they work for you, and um, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.